cliffcentral.com. Anthea, and I do not dilly nor dally because the big, the big feature here is that you're here. Good and morning. we have we have so much on the finance. Mostly because we have so much finance because we have the fifth finance minister in three years. Not a great stat, but it's a stat nonetheless. Where do we go from here, Anthea? Let's, well, let's open with that. Yeah, so well, Tito's got two weeks before the medium-term budget speech on the 24th of October. It's not bad news. I mean, there was drama ahead of him being appointed with Nene being, um, fingers being pointed at Nene, um, and whether, the uncertainty really was the issue with Nshanshan Nene and whether or not he was going to be replaced, because I watched that rand go above 17 to the euro. Um, but now, luckily, it's back, 16.76 we are, trading to the euro at the moment. And I think it's not just that we've got a new finance minister, and I think people like him. You know, he used to be the Reserve Bank governor. Sure, but is he like a bull, Anthea? We don't care what people think. People are mostly stupid. What do you think? <laughs> I like him. I think he's very smart. Um, hmm. he's, he's had a couple of silly tweets um, in the past, well, he in the beginning in the, of this year. Doesn't he believe in the state bank? Yes. Well, that's just stupid. Yeah. And, and um, talking about the Reserve Bank and perhaps how we should nationalize and how we should own shares and oh, too much, too much. I mean, I think the one thing you do want is independence of your reserve bank or your central bank. So sure. that's the only thing that has me worried. There's a lot of talk about what's going to be happening at the medium term budget speech. I don't think they're going to raise VAT, which is, I think, our concern as consumers. Um, they'll try and do whatever they can to keep things in check um, ahead of elections next year, I think. Sorry, I think what do you mean? Raise VAT, as in they want to put VAT up again. Well, so to ba- to balance the budget, they need to get money um, because they've been spending too much money. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. we know, right? This yeah, is a yeah, yeah. foregone well, conclusion. I don't need to repeat that. The yeah, state-owned sure. enterprises are borrowing money left, right, and center. The guarantees they need to put up, so forth, so forth. Um, so yeah. So the question is, where are they going to get this money from? And there, there is a possibility that they would raise VAT again, but I don't think so. But, people have been talking about it. But that, that must be an absolute shutdown and things, people must be lynched for that. I mean, like, as a society, if we I've don't... Got bad news for you, Ben. If, if, if we don't down tools and literally lynch these motherfuckers, if they want to, I mean, sorry, apologies for my coarse Oof. language, but the fact that that was raised in the first place is scandalous. If they're yeah. even thinking about this, then we've got the wrong people. Even, even the wrong people can admit that they've got the wrong people if they're thinking about raising VAT again. But but the question is, how else are they going to balance the budget? Stop spending so much bloody money. Sure. That, that is probably the answer. What, what you want, I mean, you know, there were, there were also riots when that happened in Greece. Remember when we had the GFC and all the European Ooh. countries, the pigs, uh, Portugal, Italy, Ireland, Greece. What was the S? I forget the S. Spain. Thank you very much. <laughs> you just make it up right now. What? <coughs> the pigs. No. <laughs> I don't make stuff up. These finance terms are getting more and more street by the week. Um, anyway, my point was that all of them had to go into austerity and they couldn't be spending. So they couldn't spend on infrastructure. They couldn't spend on social services, social welfare, um, just your basic services. Granted, they get a lot more social and services um, and benefits than we do in South Africa. Um, and those were called austerity measures, right? So 
you you need the government to spend in order to keep the economy going, to to keep the roads working, um, you know, to give us schooling, to give poor people um, grants. So it, it's it's not an easy one. And I get that if they have to raise VAT, it'll be it'll be a real problem. And I think the government gets that as well. Anyway. So it wasn't just it wasn't just that we have a new finance minister that the rand strengthened um it's also that US president Donald Trump ca- carried on tweeting last week that criticizing basically <coughs> excuse me the US Federal Reserve for raising interest rates does this sound vaguely familiar to you a couple of weeks ago let's call it a month ago we were okay. talking about turkey yes and do you remember that erdogan called the central bank raising interest rates um Evil, the worst evil or something. Anyway, President Donald Trump has decided that raising interest rates in the U.S. is a bad thing. Of course, the U.S. dollar weakened and on the back of that, the U.S., uh, the rand strengthened against the U.S. dollar. We're now trading 1451 to the U.S. dollar and to the British. I know, not bad, right? Below 15, sure. (laughs) That's like the big relief. Oh, as long as we're below 15. Basically, when 50 becomes your benchmark, it's not hard to (laughs) win. Yep, and then unfortunately to the British pound we're still above 19, so 19.02 currently. Not great news. And then the other concern we have, of course, is that oil is rising still, $81 a barrel on Friday, which is very concerning considering our petrol price just keeps climbing. And that the government thinks that they can subsidize the petrol price by not putting through these oil price increases, which is another issue for the budget. Because if they're going to subsidize the petrol price, they need money to do that. They're buying oil at 81, well, at least $81 a barrel. Uh, yeah, like I had my Uber driver last week was from Botswana, and he said that he brings back petrol over the, over the, the border. And doesn't pay not look, does, not look, doesn't pay tax on it. Not looking to incriminate the guy. No, he's bringing oh, back. Damn. He's bringing back like twenty liters in his boot. Okay, again, I'm not trying to incriminate the guy. <laughs> but it just okay. proves the point. Like you said, it costs like I don't know, like ten puller for a liter. I, I think the big concern with South Africa at the moment is not necessarily the actual petrol price, or you know, the, the what it costs to make petrol, but all the other stuff, the tax and the road accident fund that everyone's complaining about. And yes, I totally get it. I, I think it's ridiculous. They're taxing us on top of tax. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's 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 a fight you need to take up, Ben, if you feel so strongly about oh, but it. But I've got a big week, Anthea. Well, so much on his plate. I don't know if he can actually. Uh, you know what? I, next <laughs> week. I, I think next. I'm taking next year off, and I'm just going to fight for stuff because this is the, these politicians they they pull the purse. They get away with the stuff because no one's stopping them. Is this you announcing your candidacy, your campaign? Yeah, I guess. Well, no one else is doing it. Clearly, okay. these guys think they can raise fat again. I'll be your campaign manager. Thanks, yeah. Great. You got my vote. <laughs> Thanks, Anthea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then stock snapped a four-day losing streak last week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The JSE were all days the JSE ended negative. And then on Friday, the all-share index was up 2.5%. Uh, Naspers, which had been falling, not just falling, plummeting for the last couple of weeks, was up 8% on Friday. Now, Naspers is an interesting one because you know it's about – 22% of our index Of our market basically One share makes up 22% of our index um, And 
Predominantly, it is held or it holds shares in Tencent, the Chinese company, which has fallen 44% since its high. It's lost $250 billion of market value. By the way, the market cap is $600 billion now. So $250 billion in the last nine months, which is 3.6 trillion rand of market cap that it's lost. And the funny thing about Tencent is that actually shares, uh, the hedge funds who would normally short these shares haven't actually been shorting them, which means that I think it means that Tencent is still very much a market darling. I mean, and you can see from that the tech stocks really are still very much in favor because on Friday again, it wasn't the traditional shares or the blue chips as we call them that lifted the US markets. In fact, it was the tech stocks. Unfortunately, this morning I checked Asia. It's under pressure again. There's a lot of concern at the moment about trade wars. Um, and of course that was started by Donald Trump. We're just going to blame him for everything. Um, so yeah, the market under a lot of pressure, people concerned about which way we're going and about global growth in general. <clears throat> and then on company news, Sunlum announced on Friday that they are buying Saham, which is a Moroccan insurer, paying $1 billion for the privilege of owning the additional 53.4%, which they didn't own, which means Sunlum now has direct presence in 33 countries in Africa. Wow. That's quite amazing for a little South African company out of Belleville in Cape Town. Um, they have a network of 700 branches and more than 3,000 employees with an annual turnover, $1.2 billion. And that was more impressive. All the stats were just Belleville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Monday, the paper company, also South African, reported third quarter earnings up 30%. This is definitely one of my favorite companies at the moment. And if ever there was going to be a blue chip company, I don't think we talk about blue chip companies anymore. Like they used to be nice traditional companies that you can depend on through the market uh, economic cycles, but <laughs> things change so quickly these days. Um, yeah, Monday generally the paper company generally just I like them because one management have um, continued to kind of contain costs and just proven that they're a good company that they know how to hold their own despite. All the changes in the economy that are happening and the fact that we're moving to digital rather than print media. I mean, I think, I guess the one thing about Mondi, which is exciting, and I think I might have mentioned this before, is that they make all those corrugated boxes that all your internet purchases are um, delivered in. Hmm. So maybe that's what's keeping them going. Hmm. And then Tiger Brands announced on Friday that it is reopening its facility it had closed because it had been implicated in the world's largest outbreak of listeriosis. Um, the yeah, we haven't heard much about that here. I'd love to know how Poloni sales are going. It Not seems, great. There seems to be a lot more back on the shelves, but I don't know if people are buying. Uh, so definitely we've seen a lot of companies, a lot of food companies reporting um, in the last three weeks, and there's no doubt that this listeriosis has impacted negatively the sale of processed meat. Mm. Uh, and, it's, it, and it kind of has to, right? You think about it. If you're a mother and you're used to put bologna into your child's lunchbox, you definitely don't anymore. Why mm-hmm. take the chance? You know, you'd rather buy, I don't know, what, what would you rather buy? Cheese, I guess. Um, anyway, the Tiger Brand share was up 4% on Friday on this news. All very exciting. Um, and then 
LVMH, the luxury goods brand, put out a very strong trading update for the third quarter last week. Organic growth up 10%. Pretty much all their categories were up between 10 and 14%, which is, which is interesting, um, considering that we're now so concerned about global growth and about the trade wars and about where we're going and where we're going to see growth and what people are going to be spending on. So well done to them. Another company that kind of manages to hold its own throughout. Um, and then that's pretty much it. Uh, not too busy a week ahead of us. A uh, bit of macroeconomic data, not many companies reporting. I think everyone just looking forward to next week's uh, medium-term budget speech. Is there anything we could really be looking forward to, Anthea? I mean, it's just a little last takeaway there. For the, from the budget speech? Yeah, I mean, is, 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 uh, is T-Dog going to come in guns blazing, make a name for himself, or is he looking just to kind of, you know, sort of no. like rotate the bowling? Yeah, uh, <laughs> rotate the bowling. I think he's just going to be very cool, calm, collected. He's gonna, it's, it's going to be a very tempered budget speech. Nothing exciting, nothing, no big changes. He's just going to try really actually to keep the ratings agencies happy. That's going to be the big thing. How is he going to balance the budget? You know, he's the usual story of taking money from Peter to pay Paul and where he's going to do it. So I don't, I don't think some, any big changes. You know, Moody's was supposed to put out a statement on Friday and decided not to, um, rather to wait until after the budget speech. Well, that makes and sense. they are the only Ratings agency that don't have us below investment grade. So it's quite important um, what they think. And I, I think Tito knows that. Mm. Very nice, Anthea. Always lovely to see you. Great to be back. Hope you have Yay, lovely. after taking on the world, showing <laughs> off your guns. A little half Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, no, just casually. Congratulations, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Cliffcentral.com.